0: Every one of us has a unique story to share. By sharing these stories, at times we can inspire and also help others feel like they're not alone. Finding similarities through sharing of our life's journey, that's the foundation of building a community. That's what our podcast is about. Welcome to In Our Community, Season 3. here in the studio recording the weather is cooling down we have the back when the back doors open breeze is coming in nice season Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. change of season i love fall fall is one of my favorite seasons fall and spring if we can stay like that all year round i will take it yep i agree even with like the crazy temperature change in pennsylvania like from 40 degrees Mm -hmm. in the morning when you wake up to 80 degrees by like two three o'clock um, back down to 40s at night I will still take that over like the midsummer heat right or uh, especially like the freezing cold winter
1: mm-hmm. exactly I used to always think I was a summer person but now that I'm older definitely not
0: mm. <laughs> yeah I mean I miss most of the summer this year so <laughs> 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 speaking of which today's topic is habits um, when I woke up, I mean, you know, from where I'm standing right now, in terms of uh, processing the journey of recovery, I think I am where I'm at because I, I built on habits like I was b- building a brick house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I consider myself to be one of the little piggies, the little piggy that built the brick house. That's how I see myself, you know, uh, running away from the big bad wolf. Uh, but the thing, so today we want to kind of focus in on habit forming, how to create change,
2: Mm -hmm. um,
0: and how to go about it. And I can kind of relate it back to my experience and, you know, Michelle, you can kind of go ahead and share your experience as well as we go on. Uh, but when we think of change, sometimes we, we like to jump right in And, and, and to some people that approach works, but I found that working with other people, it is, for the majority of people, that approach is not the best approach in terms of just jumping right in. Right. Uh, in the fitness realm, I think it's getting better. But there was a time where this extreme diet, extreme approach to fitness was highly promoted with very low success rate. Right. I think people are becoming more educated to a point or have experienced enough failures through those programs to a point where they're like, Okay, this is bold. So true. And so then the flip side is, okay, like this doesn't work, but what does? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have talked about like, oh, you got to take a small step. We got to take one step at a time. Like it's easy to say, but it's also hard to apply. Right. Um, but it's fresh in my memory in terms of how I was able to recover in terms of how I built the house brick by brick approach, mm-hmm. uh, that I kind of wanted to share that with the audience. And uh, even if you're in a funk, even if you're like, I have so, you know, that the, the, the infamous phrase of, when I get in shape, mm-hmm. I'm coming to the gym.
2: Right. Oh, yes. You know, uh-huh. it's still to this
0: day, we still hear that at <laughs> times. And it's, yep. it makes me chuckle, but, you know, I can understand where they're coming from. Um, especially because I, I suffered through things that I never thought I would, mm-hmm. uh, even in the recovery journey. Michelle, can you share with me the time that you had to rely on habit creation to make a change?
2: Mm.
1: So for me, habits are really, really hard. I'm all over the place as most people know. So I'm always doing, you know, 12 different things at once. And I, it's really, really hard to establish those, those habits, so for me, what I have to do first, always, is that mindset. The mindset has to become the very first, you know, habit. It all has to be in my in my thoughts before I can execute it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening who are like, Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Where you're, you know, you are so so strong in how you do things that you can just say, Okay, I'm gonna write this down. This is gonna be my plan, you know, this is how I'm gonna do this. And then boom, you start and I'm always twelve steps behind you because I'm like, wait, let me think this through first. <laughs> So what I had to do was get myself out of, you know, the proverbial funk. Hmm. I was, um, you know, dealing with some not the healthiest people around me. So in order to get out of that, what I was doing was kind of being um, pulled into their ways. And what I needed to do was, was separate myself and then get out of that. So without going into a whole lot of detail about that situation, like I said, the very first thing I had to do was was create that mindset for myself. So for me, all of my habits start there. I have to think it. I have to believe it. I have to feel it before I can do it and jump right in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I start. But I noticed as I was processing a lot of this today that, you know, that is probably why I'm always 12 steps behind you. Because even with things with the gym, you're like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, wait. Like, yeah. we're going to go virtual starting on, you know, Thursday. And I'm yeah. like, wait, we need to think about this more. Yeah. So anyway, I'll let you talk about yours a little bit more and then no, I'll add I mean, in.
0: I, you you went deep into the deep end right away. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> um, I was going to start actually from a, pr- a perspective of, you know, we're a creature of habits. Mm-hmm. If we And we are a creature of habits without even knowing that we are. Right. So in terms of like, if you think of your morning routine, from the moment that the alarm goes off, we take the exact same step for most of us Mm -hmm. from the time that you roll out of bed till you probably hit the door. Mm. Maybe slight adjustment here and there, but probably for most people, it involves like rolling out of bed, washing your face, brushing your teeth, you know, maybe hopping in a shower if you're a morning shower person. You know, taking a dump if you're a morning pooper,
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all that kind of stuff.
0: Do you know what I mean? And it, ha- it typically happens in like A B C D fashion. It never happens in A D B C. Typically, it's just in the same order. Right. Right. That's true. And it's 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 a process that has developed because it works for those you know each individual. And. Uh, That's just the nature of who we are as human beings. Mm -hmm. So knowing that we can use that system or the processing, the way that we process things to our advantage in terms of when we have a certain goal that we want to reach Mm -hmm. or a certain place that we want to go in life. You know what I mean? So instead of just focusing on the goal itself, if we focus on step one, two, and three, and we Puts things in places where it's easy to take action one, action two, action three. Eventually, over time, you're going to get you're going to inch closer to the goal that you have. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So the 7 p.m. walk idea, which I unfortunately had to stop once this dance season kicked off just because it's too much going on. Plus, it's getting dark out. But that was a huge component on my recovery journey, especially in the beginning when it started. Because I knew that at 7 p.m. and every night that there was going to be people that would walk with me around my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And where I live, it's pretty hilly. So it's, you know, it's an intense 25-minute walk. It's not a 25-minute, let's walk casually, flat ground kind of stuff. Right. This is like intense hill, you know, going down going down first, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But then you come back up for the last 10, 15 minutes. Um, so I placed that there knowing like, okay, if I put this... Every night, I'm going to end up walking at least 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, and I've also found that as I kind of like went on this journey, it's easier mentally to process and do things that you sit in front of you if you increase it by little by little. Um, so initially when I got out of the hospital, I could only walk three minutes at a time before I got out of, out of breath. So, all right, three minutes after breakfast, three minutes after lunch, three minutes after dinner.
1: Wow, I remember that. I, I, that had slipped yeah. my mind. Yeah. And
0: that's how deconditioned I was. Uh, and this is only two months ago. Mm-hmm. So, two months wow. ago, I was walking total of nine minutes. Today, I ran around in the woods, you know, the Geisinger Trail? Yeah. Uh, for half an hour. Jeez. So.
1: <laughs> Actually ran?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I read most of it, wow. uh, uphill and downhill. So, listeners, like it's possible. Even if you can only walk three minutes at a time, and your progress might not look the same as mine, there is a way where you can implement a system in place where you slowly progress to a point two months, two months down the road from now, you're going to be closer to the goal that you have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and the way I did it was it was three walks for three minutes each, after breakfast, lunch, and dinner, each day I increased it by minute. So the second day was four minutes. The next day was five minutes. And when it, became, when it felt like it was too much, then I would either stay there at that point in terms of the minutes mm-hmm. um, or I would take a rest day. In the beginning, I had to do that because I was so weak and fragile. But eventually, just like anything else, initial progress is drastic. Right, we see this in clients all the time. The initial first couple months, the progress that we see in clients are great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No matter who they are, right. if you put somebody that's inactive and get them to moving again, the progress that they make at first is awesome to see. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's the conversation shifts in terms of after make that they make that initial progress. How do you continue to improve? Or how do you maintain that? Right is the tougher conversation because in my journey it became it became to a point where it's like all right i am tired of walking around in circles in my house for like 15 minutes at a time so where do i go from here so then i had to change the scenery i had to go outside Mm -hmm. when which initially thinking about walking outside was nerve-wracking i hadn't been outside in like over a month and a half or so right um so just the idea of uh, Walking outside alone, like, you know, my wife felt the same way in terms of like, that seems a little extreme or it's it's a little little uncomfortable in terms of thinking about that. Right. Um, but I built up the endurance to that point that like at the end of the day, I accumulated 45 minutes of ability to, you know, ability to be able to walk. So then I instilled confidence in myself that I can do this walk, right. you know, outside 25 minutes at night time. But that's where I want to talk about, like in, the, in terms of mindset. Right. Um, people who come to the gym and say, when I get in shape, I'm coming <laughs> to your class. Right. I can empathize with it now because it's that same approach in terms of if I can do this, I can do that. Mm-hmm. So how do you get to if I can do this, the initial idea of um, the thing that you can't you want to be able to do? That's the tougher part in terms of like, how do we coach them to get there? So then they feel comfortable stepping into the gym. Cause in the previous years, our approach has been, no, no, no. Like you can start here, wherever you want, you know, like you can come as you are and we'll help you. And sometimes that works, but sometimes it doesn't. So now I'm more empathetic towards people who come in with that kind of mindset because it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying. Because I, I knew exactly how that felt. Right. Yeah. So in terms of just creating habits, small habits, you know, we talk about even as coaches, like having the setup um, prior to starting a class is so important. Mm-hmm. What are some like habits that you incorporate each day to make sure that your day goes as smoothly as possible or helps you get from situation A to situation B?
1: Oh, Being prepared for yeah. everything. You have to be You know, as a mom, at your job, you just have to be prepared. You have to, you know, you know me, timeliness is not always my best quality, but (laughs) the more time you give yourself, being more prepared, um, giving yourself that opportunity for things to go not as planned Mm. so that you have that that time to uh, readjust, rethink through whatever situation.
0: I mean, you know, and and things pop up. Right. And so at times we find ourselves like, all right, we got to make an adjustment. Like COVID. Great example. When we went oh, virtual, yeah. we really didn't have a time to process and plan. We almost reacted instead of pre-plan. You mm-hmm. know, like oh, we didn't we yeah. didn't have a chance to plan it. So we just had to react and then kind of backpedal and figure out, like, what is the best steps as we move forward? I think smaller scale of that happens every day in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, But I've also found that when those situations happen, revisiting the situation and kind of playing out the, you know, kind of replaying and replanning in my head helps the process to ensure that if the situation happens again the next time I have, I'm better prepared.
1: Right. How would I like to handle this the next time? What Mm -hmm. do I think would make it smoother? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. To me, I don't know about you, but morning routines are so important to me. And I've worked on years to create the morning routine habits wise Mm -hmm. that works best for me Um, in terms of like I need to start my day with a prayer and I need to start with my day with a devotional. Mm -hmm. Um, That's because, you know, like my spirituality is the most important thing. It's the foundation of who I am. And if I don't take the time to do that first thing in the morning, I feel off. Mm -hmm. So I make it a point to get up 15 minutes early so I can do that before anything else before anybody else is awake before I do any other tasks. The first 15 minutes is devoted to my spirituality. Time well, with God.
1: While you're doing that, I'm hitting snooze. Mm, Another you're a different uh, Oh yeah, you didn't know that about me? <laughs> yeah. Hitty's the one like the his alarm goes off, he's up, he's gone, right? Yeah. He's going. He's going to his devotional. But uh, not me. I snooze and snooze and snooze. So even there, I have to think through just the waking up part. Yeah. One eye at a time. Yeah. It's, it's
0: <laughs> I, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are who can relate to your circumstances. <laughs> I've just never been a snoozer. Right. Um, but I've also found myself, like, it's easy to waste the first 15 minutes of the morning. Hmm. Um. Speaking of habits, one yes. of the best habits, best things that I've done for myself is remove my phone charger from my bedroom. Yes, That was best. Because like, how many of us wake up, pick up the phone, and start scrolling, and before you know it, you've wasted 10, 15 minutes.
1: Yes, yes. Or you open it up, and there's something happening that you don't really have time to deal with that you mm-hmm. didn't, you know, because I keep my ringer off when I sleep, and... Then you wake up and you see something happened after you went to bed last night, and
0: yeah, I mean one of the worst things, and I still remember this, is like waking up, opening my phone, and reading an email that's not very nice,
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: sets you off to yes. such a bad taste in your mouth. Yes, yeah,
1: a bad tone for the day.
0: Yeah, and so I, so at that point, like I said to myself, like, all right, enough, like mm-hmm. I am not gonna let anybody start my day off right on a wrong foot. Yes, so I was like. The best way to do it is if I don't look at the phone Mm -hmm. until when I'm ready, when I'm ready to be in a work zone, when I'm ready to like turn on my work brain and be like, all right, I'm ready to go or like, okay, I'm ready to tackle the day. So I need to set myself up for success through the 15 minutes of morning devotional and all that kind of stuff, make my coffee and then get ready for work. Or, you know, right now I'm not coaching as frequently as, you know, I, I did before. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm still waking up at 5am. Right. Um, I'm I'm a morning person. I love the mornings. I love, I'm the most productive in the morning. I get a lot of stuff done in the morning. So I set myself up for, for success. Then I switch on to the work brain and then get to work. Mm-hmm. The first, I've noticed that the first 90 minutes of the work day, I am so productive.
1: The, me too, which yeah. was not the case years ago. You're the one that made me a morning person.
0: Ah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. What, um, what's your morning routine like?
1: (laughs) It depends on what day of the week it is or what Ah. time of the year it is, you know, because I do so many different things. Um, well, I mean, right now, a lot of the days of the week I get up and coach. So I get up maybe a half an hour before, so around five, try to get some things. It depends if I'm at the gym or if I'm at home doing it virtually, but let's say I'm at home. I get up and I'll start doing little tasks that I can get done feeding the animals, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Um, starting, I always start my coffee first. That's my first thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, just maybe if there's anything I need to get around to for my day um, and then coaching. So I, I did one of the things that took me a while to do because I used to always exercise later in the day. But what happened as life got busier, as my kids got older, I would start to run out of time and then put in a lot of excuses for, oh, I don't have time now. If only I would have worked out in the morning. So now I always try to work out in the morning, hmm. which was another thing that I sort of adopted from you. And Would you say that's schedule. something that
0: you do for yourself? Oh, absolutely. That's good. Yes. And maybe that's why it feels good in terms of like, all right, like this is my time in the morning.
1: Oh, because you wake up, you know, you wake up in the morning. Sometimes you wake up cranky. You don't even know why. You go and you work out, and and it just changes your whole mindset. And it takes your focus off of whatever it is that's, you know, Do you ever wake up and you just don't even know what's making you irritable, but you're cranky, but you go and you focus, you focus on weights, you focus on your movements, and Mm -hmm. you do that for however long, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and then everything changes, just changes the whole tone. Mm
2: -hmm. So,
1: yeah, so I try to make myself, that's one of the, you know, push through that. Whenever I have that plan, I mean, the rest days are important too, but.
0: Would you say that's like one of your non-negotiable? Like to me, my time with God in the morning is a non-negotiable. Like I, I cannot not have that. Yes. Um, so like no matter where I am, even if I'm on the road, Mm -hmm. I take my devotional books with me. I always start the day the same way. It may not look the same. Right. I still do the same. Um, I've actually shifted around my, like, I call, I'm calling it like a recovery slash training time and it's working out for me because, you know, the, all of this relates back to, to me is priorities, Mm -hmm. prioritizing your life in terms of, you know, what is important. Like, and then, you know, it's, it's hard, but we can look at the times that we spend on doing something and we can see what our priorities are.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Like what's important to you is family important to you is work important to you what else and how do they all fit mm-hmm. so when i was looking at when i took a look at like my previous life before hospitalization as much as i love what i get to do here and i still do i was prioritizing work over everything else right a lot of times and i just realized life is more than that mm-hmm. there's so much more to life than just work even if you are passionate about work right because what you say yes to at the same time you're saying no to other things right so if i say yes to work i might be saying no to my family Mm -hmm. when that reality set in i realized i need to make change i need to make a change so i'm saying yes to god because to me god is the most important part of my life but then I spend a little bit of time taking care of my family right now because they have the ability to. I'm home.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: take notes to school every day. I make coffee for Corey every morning. You know, like those kind of small things yes. really adds up in terms of making that person or your family members feel really, really valuable.
1: And it's so good you're starting that now yeah. while Noah is young because I Absolutely. think some of us, you know. I know just being a mom, I couldn't say no to anything. And it took mm. me a really long time. I was sacrificing that time with my kids um, so that I could do everything for everybody and mm. missing out on the moments. I learned that early enough too, mm-hmm. so, but. And yeah. it's
0: really like a conscious effort thing. You yeah. Know? It's so easy to put something off. Like if Noah says like, can we play or can you read this book? He's like, hold right. on, give me five minutes. It's, I just noticed more of like, why am I putting this off right. when I could do this right yes. now? Yes, yes. Um, that's, so th-
1: that's like that whole mindset thing yeah. that I was mentioning before. You know, you just, you really, it's, and it is easier to say no to your children than it is to say no to... You know your workplace, your coworkers. What you know the dance program. It, it it is so much easier to say no. I can't read that book now because I need to do this. Or maybe you're afraid somebody's going to get angry if you say no. Um. Yeah. But it's it, yeah. Those priorities are really important.
0: Yeah. And so to me, like the way I shift my morning schedule, just because I know that's the most productive period for me, mm-hmm. um, reflects what my priority is in life. Um, so it used to be that I woke up, I m- did my devotional and no matter, e- either I coached or I trained first, mm-hmm. but now most days, except for Mondays when I coach, I'm, uh, you know, doing my devotional piece, I'm taking care of the family. Then I'm throwing in my training recovery because that is still important part of who I am and part, part of my life. Right. Um, and then I get to work. Yes. Um, you know, on the days that I'm not here, then I'm doing, uh, you know, devotional work a little bit mm-hmm. or pause work, then take care of the family, then recovery. Mm-hmm. So it's just a mindset shift like you talked about. Right. But it also feels right in terms of I feel like I'm really sinking in with what I'm saying as a priority because sometimes our actions don't reflect what we say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like trying to make sure that it's in alignment. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's really like so you're spot on from what I you said in the beginning in terms of like it starts with mindfulness, right? Mindset mm-hmm. and mindfulness. And you got to reassess in terms of like assess where you are is what you're saying in terms of what you want to achieve really in line with what's going on with your life. Because there is this other aspect, like this X factor in terms of like, are you really ready for change? Bro. Are you really ready to make an adjustment?
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know what
0: I mean? Like you can think that you are, Mm -hmm. but are you really physically, mentally, emotionally ready to take this next big step? Because if you're not, then you got to get, you know, you got to get there or do something.
1: Sure. You know, earlier when you asked me, you know, what's your goal? So, of course, you know, one of the first things you think is, of course, you know i've put on some weight i want to lose weight but honestly i know for myself what my goal needs to be is to get myself back into a better mindset just Mm -hmm. all around and then once you're there once you find that and develop those good healthy habits then everything else starts to fall into place
0: absolutely yeah that's you know for training wise i noticed when i started writing programs for myself Mm -hmm. i felt better Mm -hmm. i was more productive Cause how often do we sit here and just think about what we want to do? Oh
1: gosh. Yes. You know, without <laughs> I, okay. having a plan, it's <laughs> yes. so hard to
0: get the best, most out of your, the time that you have in the gym. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I know exactly what you mean. Or you just try to do a little bit of everything. Yes. Yeah.
0: And you know, remember that like, fitness doesn't have to be everything mm-hmm. and then I ha- I actually in fact highly recommend that it's not everything <laughs> right you know what I mean it's it can it should be part of your life like staying active mm-hmm. one of the things that you know I was told was because of the physical shape that I was in I survived mm-hmm. so in terms of physical fitness and spending time on your body working on your you know the conditions of your body like your body will take care of you if you take care of it yes um, so I think it's important that whatever it is that you're into, that you are physically active and you take, you, you, do the thing that you love because it's good for your soul and mind too, mm-hmm. but know that it doesn't have to be everything. It, it doesn't have to consume your every minute of your life. It doesn't have to consume, you know, you don't have to cons- constantly be thinking about how many calories you're burning or how many right. calories you're consuming. Like that's not what this is about. Exactly way to go about approaching towards your goal is small habit creations Mm -hmm. setting up for your success and even before that you know really channel in and communicate with yourself Mm -hmm. you know
1: find out what works for you too it doesn't matter what you know makes anybody else happy or makes them feel good maybe for one person that's running Mm -hmm. um that if that doesn't make you happy if that doesn't feel good to you for whatever reason then maybe that's not you know part of your goal I think a lot of people get wrapped up in other people's goals too hmm.
0: yeah but, it's it's a trendy it's, it's marketing right like mm-hmm. fitness marketing makes things really like attractive right um, I mean I get it like our goal when we try to promote our programs is we want people to be like oh I want to be part of that we try to sell more on the cultural aspect like the end results Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but i also know that the consumers are wanting to know like well if i do this like what am i what am i gonna get right you know that's that's the thing is you know we gotta kind of shift that mindset in terms of like you're gonna get what you put into it yes you know what i mean like it's not necessarily up to the program itself or it's not up to this like immaculate meal plan that's Mm. going to give you the results (laughs) it's how much are you willing to put in in terms of how much are you willing to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and really dig in and let others help
1: you? Yes. And that sounds so much like your recovery too. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I know you said, I'm backtracking here a little bit, but you did mention, you know, that people said because you were so uh, physically well that, you know, that, that really helped you to survive this. But also, I know you had, you know, a lot of thoughts I know a lot of it was so difficult for you and so challenging challenging is the word I want to use um that a lot of people would have used that as a setback they would have used that as an excuse where you told yourself you know okay so this is where I'm at and you set those small goals that's what what really got you through and you you know conquered so many things Mm -hmm that it was amazing and it's the same thing when you're looking at your goals you you have to believe for yourself first that you can do it yeah i'm glad
0: that you point that you brought up because that was another point that i wanted to discuss is for a lot of us accepting where we are as a starting point is really really difficult yes especially when you start to compare to your past
1: yeah i worried about that for you i did yeah
0: and and i mean there are times that i do that you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like in terms of this recovery journey but I've also intuitively knew like that's a really harmful process mm-hmm. it is it's it's a grief it's a grief from a loss of what used to be right um, but my belief in the fact that like okay and an acceptance of where I am uh, currently was way stronger than mourning the loss of what used to be yes um, because I'm really trying to see the positive in all of this, mm-hmm. which is really hard to do. <laughs> um, but what that I, that's what I'm choosing to do. Right? right. It's everything is a choice in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things happen, but how we react, we control. Yes. So I'm taking ownership of how I'm reacting to the situation while still honoring what what I feel in terms of the grief and the loss, right?
1: Like you need to feel that of Mm -hmm. course, and you need to not hold on to that, Mm -hmm. but then telling yourself, you know, and, and we all have to do that. Mm -hmm. That's, um, my grandmother just passed away last week. And Mm -hmm. I know at the, at the funeral, the priest asked all of us to talk about her and, and she had a very similar strength. Hers was not so much physically, but she had a hard life, but no matter what, She always, you know, she just, she came out on, on top, however she could, she would just take whatever was thrown her way. And, you know, this is life and, and life throws you curve balls that you don't want to have to deal with all the time, but you need to, and then you have to move on from it. And that's, you know, that's the same strength that you had through all of this.
0: Yeah. My therapist likes to say life isn't supposed to be easy (laughs) and it is what we make of it. It is. It really is. Things will happen. Mm -hmm. Not all of life is going to be, it's going to go as according to plan or it's not all going to be happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when things happen, tragedy, sadness, whatever, how we react can dictate what's going to happen in the future. Or how you progress from that point Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Um, so we, number one is we got to take ownership. You mm-hmm. know, that's what I'm choosing to do. You know what I mean? Like it's a choice. Yes. As hard as it is sometimes when you take the ownership, your mindset shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important. I think, I think it's really important to do that, to be in the ownership. Like I'd rather be in a driver's seat yes. than passenger seat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I like to say in life, God's in your driver's seat. And then you're in the passenger seat, but how you react kind of, you know, it's like, um, you know, uh, sitting in a car with your spouse and kind of giving direction from the passenger seat. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, on, oh, stop. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good analogy. but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, thinking of my kids and how much they love yeah. that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, this
0: is a really great conversation. It is. Today. I feel
1: like I could talk about this all day.
0: I know. I hope some uh, there's <laughs> some takeaways from the for the listeners.
1: I think too. Just before we go, I think acceptance. Yeah. You know, uh, like you were saying, like accepting uh, where you're at, accepting what has been given to you in whatever way. Um, I heard once. You know, you you're not. If you were in a car accident, you wouldn't be ashamed of it. You wouldn't be ashamed to tell people. Well, so often in our lives, no matter what it is, things will happen to us and. And it's very easy to be ashamed. We don't want to share it with people. Maybe they'll judge us. Or maybe we don't want people to know this this part of us. But putting that vulnerability out there and accepting it, you know, mm-hmm. like you did, like, you know, that's what helps to make us stronger in all of these situations. So, yeah, it stinks that this happened to me. But this happened to me. So now what am I going to do with this mm-hmm. and and moving forward from there? And that's, I mean, you could, that's true from small to big situations, too. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think, you know, it goes on, like, the way I was able to, the the way I was writing on Facebook as I was going through the recovery journey helps me process everything that Mm happened. And I'm a true believer in the fact that everything in life happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And when you look back at your timeline, even if you don't understand why something happened to you in the moment, that thing that happened make sense and you're going to be able to say this is why this happened yes to get to where i am now
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so even in the midst of the darkest moments i hope that you keep that as in the back of your mind and continue to cling on to that little dim of light of hope mm-hmm. that you see at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. i think that's a beautiful ending to the podcast that is a today
1: very good one yes <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Bye, everyone.